Welcome to StarCast, a show about tarot, divination, and all things mystical. StarCast is a celebration of StarCon, the Southeastern Tarot Artist and Readers Conference. I'm Amy Mauser, and here's your host, Christiana Gaudet. Thank you, Amy Mauser, for that introduction. I am Christiana Gaudet. This is StarCast, and with me is, oh my goodness, Amy Mauser. <laughs> Here you are. How are you? I am doing very well. Uh, and uh, it's such a pleasure to be now on this side of the production uh, and to talk to you about things uh, other than StarCast. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for kind of flipping the script. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. So for those of you who don't know, Amy Mauser, along with her husband, Ryan, is a producer of this podcast, but Amy wears many hats in the uh, StarCon universe, and she will be doing a presentation at StarCon that we are super, super excited about. So let's leave the technical stuff aside, and let's <laughs> talk about your metaphysical stuff. And you know, there's more because you're also a musician. Yes. And we will be experiencing some of your musical talents Saturday night at StarCon. We will be making some noise. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. Uh, but today, I really want to focus on the metaphysical stuff. So you can take off your uh, podcasting hat. You can take off your uh, musician <laughs> hat and put on your magician hat. I've got that one on all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And before we talk about your presentation, which I'm so excited about, I just love to hear people's origin stories. Like, how did you become a tarot reader? How did you come into this world in the first place? So that's interesting. And we could probably talk. um, People keep saying I should write a book about that, yourself included. Um, (laughs) But... Uh, I have, uh, I experienced tarot cards for the first time when I was 17 years old and it was super duper duper taboo because I had been raised, uh, in a deeply, deeply fundamentalist portion of a religion. Mm. And, uh, so these things such as tarot cards were literally, um, and like the dungeons and dragons that my sons play and, and, you know, these, all of the things that we're about to talk about. Um, basically if you even opened the door to these things, uh, it, it was seen as very evil and that, you know, there would be very big consequences for that post-mortem, right? And, um, and none of that really ever sat very well with me for various and sundry reasons. And, um, I found it to be, uh, not a good fit. (laughs) And so, uh, I, I was on my own at 17 and I was in Orlando. I had moved to Orlando and, uh, from, from the Midwest And I happened upon, through a series of cool events, the way the universe kind of synchronizes things, um, I happened upon a voice teacher who happened to, like, when I went to his apartment for the first voice, like, lesson thing, he, um, he's actually a pagan musician, right? Alexi, I think, oh, yeah, right? And, and 
And it was the coolest thing, but like he, his apartment, I'm 17, his apartment is full of all of these like really cool and awesome feeling things that were also scary as hell, right? Because, you know, I'd been taught to fear these things. And so, um, and, and then uh, I got to be on uh, several of the tracks of a really cool pagan album that he made many years ago. This was like the early nineties. Um, and and in the midst of all of that, uh, one of his friends uh, owned a shop and she gave me a tarot reading. And it was the most impactful thing. Uh, it was just an amazing experience to me. The images in the cards, and she was reading from a Rider Waite Smith deck. The images in the cards literally started speaking to me. I knew what was going on in these cards. Um, and it just, it was like a magnet draw uh, at first there. And then I played with cards and I collected cards and I had cards and I gave people readings. And I had no idea what the difference was between intuitive reading or, 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 you know, really training deeply. Um, and, you know, like we all did, we were in the books, you know, looking at the different things and trying to figure it all out. Um, and, and it really, uh, Tarot has just been um, along the way with me through, uh, I guess it feels like many lifetimes now, just since like, uh, I was 17, probably, but uh that was the origin of, of where, uh, of where I began to find tarot. The metaphysical had called me even before that though. Wow. Amazing. So let's bang right on into it then. Tell us what you're going to be presenting at StarCon. I would love to. So, uh, my presentation is called manifesting by the light of the moon and I am going to be talking about, and the first thing that we have to understand is that um, I am not coming from a specific tradition or a specific pagan or a specific Wiccan tradition or a specific, I, I am super eclectic. That's, um, I, I, can, I don't feel free if I'm not, right? <laughs> and so the things that I talk about and the things that I suggest really are based in the experiences that I have had of the divine um, through different things. And so we're talking about the moon. So we'll talk a little bit about the moon card maybe for tarot, but not a lot that, you know, that's, I have Chiro Marchetti's uh, gilded tarot out um, because I want to show you what we're, some of the things that we're going to do. So the, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the moon card, but the thing that's so cool about the moon is that, you know, I feel like she is, uh, you know, tapping on our window uh, and trying to whispering, trying to get our attention, right. Um, to, to draw us into the places, uh, in the third dimensional world that are, um, a little less illuminated than the things that we see during the light of day. And, um, when we hear her beckon and call, 
uh, right? The high priestess. And I love this one because Jero's got this um, kind of new crescent moon going on here. We, be we become called into like this inner sanctum, right? Um, and uh, so when we recognize that the moon has the cyclical deal, you know, so we're, and I think we probably all know this, but in case somebody's totally new and doesn't know anything about the moon and how it works and how magic might work with that, basically we're just going to do a, a swift overview of the phases of the moon and how one might use uh, things, magical things, uh, divination items, and maybe mundane things all um, together to connect with and to get in the flow of what the moon is doing. Because the moon, like for example, we're, we're uh, filming this right now. Uh, yesterday was a new moon, total solar eclipse in Sagittarius, right? And so uh, there, that was a lot of energy. <laughs> there was a lot of, of interesting energy and, and potential. Um, I think at the new moon, it's like this time of planting seeds. And so in our lives, I really think that we can, and the reason why earlier I said, you know, I don't really ever take my magician hat off is because uh, really, if we are human beings having a spiritual experience, um, there is always something mystical or metaphysical going on. And if we can tune into that, and if we can move in the flow of that, then our lives become a little bit more in our own hands, right? They become a little bit more in our own control. And so, um, and, and, and we can get very serious about all of this and we can be very, you know, and, and I think there's a place for that. Uh, in my presentation, however, we're going to play <laughs> because I I enjoy playing. <laughs> and so um, we're going to because and crystals and 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 divination tools and tarot decks and all these things. I love them. They're all over the house. I, all of it is wonderful. We can also take mundane items and collect them together. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about. I'm putting together this um list of like little concoctions with some cool pictures and stuff as a takeaway. Um, so sort of a little magic book, if you will. But um, let's just pretend that let's pretend a thing. So if we were going to, we're going to, we're going to talk about setting altars and how we would do that. So the moon in Sagittarius yesterday, we know if we want you know, and if you don't know all this stuff, you just Google it and it's right there. But right. so we know if we're a tarotist and if you're not, I bet there's significances with other things too. Cause I I'm not yet into other card divination things myself. I love them and I love to hear about them, but I don't know all of this stuff about that. Tarot is my gig. So, um, we know that Sagittarius, right. Rules the temperance card. So it's, it makes you go, Hmm. Okay. So the moon, is new. It's time for planting seeds. It's the moon is new in Sagittarius and there's a total eclipse, which means that, wow, there's like a shift and a change available. And so 
Sagittarius means temperance. Temperance brings balance. What would I like to bring more balance to? And so I chose the color green just at random because I thought that'll be a good one to, to do. So let's just pretend for a minute that we want to set an intention. And that's the thing. You're going to be able to come to the class with me with an intention that you have set. You could draw a card to find out the intention. You could specifically take out a card like this. And um, this Gilded Tarot is a retired deck. So I don't use it in readings. Um, and I wouldn't take things out of my deck um, in in and use them for an altar and then use that deck because you always want to be playing with a full deck, right? <laughs> so, uh, but we could take temperance and we could decide, oh, I need more balance in uh, my financial affairs. So maybe I'll take the ace of pentacles, right? Because there's a beginning um, and maybe I need there to be, you know, more prosperity. Maybe I take, I've got like, so here's my mundane items. I've got like a little cube of papers. So then I can choose, you know, um, maybe I like this light green uh, paper. And then I could write my intention on the paper, right? Um, I could use green ink if I wanted to, you know? And then I could grab a nice big chunk of malachite and put it with that. And I could grab, um, if I had like, and I want to erase some debt while this is going on, maybe I get a really big eraser and put it with that. Right. Nice. And, um, and then I asked my son if I could borrow this, he, he, uh, paints miniatures for Dungeons and Dragons. And so he just happened to have this little awesome guy who looks kind of Sagittarian, right? He's an archer. Yes. An archer. And so maybe I put all of these things together um, in a place on, on my altar. And during this moon phase, perhaps between the time that the moon is new and the time that it is full, I watch the moon grow in the sky and I go and I tend to this altar, um, basically reminding myself, this is my intention. And it's not because this eraser is you know, somehow imbued with something amazingly magic, unless that's what you do. And if you do, 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 do it, you know, that's totally cool. But it, what really I think is going on, what, what I perceive is happening is that I'm aligning myself with this intention and I'm continuing to remind myself of it on the daily. And, um, and of course the moon's not going to stay in Sagittarius all the way because it changes signs every like three days or so. And you can follow that and it can be really cool. Um, but basically we're going to talk about how to use divination tools, how to use a magical items, how to use mundane items, how to, you could dress in those colors specifically on purpose. Um, there are so many ways that we can work magic into our daily lives. And I think when that's happening, then we, then we, we attune to that energy and move toward it and it moves toward us. Right. And so I might even like, um, write the name Fortuna, right. On, because this is the, she's the goddess of, um, ruled by Sagittarius again. Right. And, is the goddess of fortune, luck, you know, all these things. And what's beautiful about this is we could do this about money with the color green. We could do this about health 
and increasing our health. We could do this about um, opening our heart center because maybe we're scared to love again and we want to open our heart center. Maybe we need to love ourselves more and we want to do that. Maybe we want to forgive someone who uh, I never advocate forgiving an abusive person, right? But if if we're aligning with wanting to forgive someone fully in our heart and not just say the words, okay, I forgive you and here we go on, but actually have the work of forgiveness happen to where we can move on beyond whatever that was that happened. Um, any of these things we could write on our little intention paper and we could use whatever cards, whatever items, whatever things we could even connect with our, um, with our loved ones across the veil who have, who have died, um, by using a picture of them or, um, and one of their, an item that they owned or just writing their name. Right. Um, but basically I think that the goddess comes in whispers and um, sometimes in shouts, if we, you know, that does happen. (laughs) But I think that um, this is one of the really kind of fun ways because nobody says go out and stand with your arms crossed under the moon. It's dance under the moon, right? We dance in the moonlight. And so uh, we'll just be talking about ways that we could dance in the moonlight. It'll be interactive, even though we're, you know, in a situation like this. So people can bring items, they can bring their decks, they can bring, you know, whatever stuff they can bring an intention and go, well, this is my intention. So how would I, you know, how would I work with that? And what's really cool is that my presentation is in the waxing gibbous Gemini moon. So Um, (laughs) my Gemini rising self is going to be just, it's going to be an easy flow of communication, I feel like. And, um, and I, and the hope really is just to inspire and empower people to find their focus, find their intention, um, set their eyes on the prize and then walk toward it, um, both in the energetic and in the physical, um, in order to manifest the things that they uh, want to manifest in their lives. That is fabulous. And I, I think the way you're working with objects, it really lends itself to this online format. And obviously, when we were first planning this, you were not planning to do it online. You were planning to do it in person. And energetically, it's so nice to do that kind of work in person. Oh, definitely. But if you've got people in their homes... They have the, all their objects. Exactly. <laughs> right with them. And so I think this is going to be really meaningful and, and sort of help people see what they can do in their homes, which has been the whole theme of the year for many of us. What Absolutely. We can do with our homes. Yes. Absolutely. And, and so, and I think that, and I also think that a lot of the things this year have been so disempowering, right? And so one of my just, kind of themes in my life is um, helping people get their power back from things that have disempowered them. And so it's very disempowering. Uh, a lot of the things that have gone on and, and restrictions and different, just there's been a lot of disempowering stuff. And so this is hopefully going to also be a way to um, beam in and uh, and bring some empowerment into um 
into the cozy places that, that people are hibernating in January. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We're really looking forward to it. And we're, you know, we're so excited with all the different ways that you and Ryan have really become a part of StarCon from its very beginning. And uh, we're looking forward to see not only how wonderful it's going to be this January, but also going forward. Yeah, we we definitely, you, you've got us on the hook uh, for, <laughs> for as long as you'll keep us, I think, um, because uh, you're fun to play with, to be oh. honest. <laughs> and while we're on that, I, I, uh, I think I might need to pull my producer card. Oh, um, yeah, because I've been sitting back thinking about the different people that we've had on and how exciting it is that we're going to keep on doing Starcast mm-hmm. even after we're not just doing yeah. that leading up to. We're going to continue doing episodes, right? And I'm like, you know, oh my gosh, all the cool people we're going to get to talk to and promote and promote their businesses. I'm super excited. And do you know who the one person is that we are not hearing? a whole lot of from is that my dear no one's interviewing you oh yeah yeah could, that's my design. <laughs> could, I be, could, I, could i be so bold as to interview you for a couple of moments well you are the producer so i guess i can't turn you down uh, go ahead <laughs> oh i love it see you're playing i love it love it love it love it so the so my first question and i and i think that this is something that i just I want to know uh, and hear you say it again. And I want people to know, um, you know, Star StarCon began being planned before any of the things of 20, before 2020, right? Right. And so um, here we were and the year has happened and uh, you faced some kind of challenging choices about what to do going into January, 2021. And so uh, I guess the question is, StarCon, why January 2021? Why now? Okay, well, there's a practical and there's the, the more spiritual and the idea that, you know, on some level, this feels spiritually led. Sure. So I have wanted to produce a conference for at least 10 years. I've what? wanted to do this for a long time. And... It never really felt like the right time, but I had a lot of people whispering in my ears, you know, the Florida tarot peeps, there's a lot of them. And they were sort of whispering in my ears saying, you know, this should should be done and you're the one to do it. And so finally, it seemed to feel like just the right time. Mm -hmm. And we honestly planned for January, back in 19, we planned for January, 2021, to be after the presidential inauguration. That was the plan in the United States. And I realize this is an international conference. Sure. But that was sort of the thought is, you know, whatever's happening then, that's the time to do it. And that's what where our sites were. Now, you know, there's the joke like um, psychic fair canceled due to unforeseen circumstances. Right? <laughs> right. And, you know, when we look at what happened this year, this pandemic, How did we see it coming? You know, we've been having these conversations with each other. We in the psychic world, how Mm -hmm. did this show up? And I'm really clear that it is hard to predict what you cannot imagine. Oh, yeah. Right? 
for and sure. So we all like I've had people that I've read for, you know, because everyone does their New Year's readings, right? And people that I did New Year's readings for were all coming back saying, you saw this. And I'm like, excuse me, global pandemic? No, I don't think those words came out of my mouth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you saw my canceled trip. You saw me working from home. You saw me homeschooling my kids. You know, we saw it in pieces yep. because the pieces were all we could imagine. Makes sense. And I felt like, you know, when we were first shutting down, in, you know, in March, I felt like, well, by January 2021, because by then I we were already planned, right? We right. were already a go. And I thought, well, by January 2021, maybe it'll be okay. And I had in my head, as did a couple of other readers, that June would be the month when things would get better. Mm -hmm. Now, June 2020 came and went better. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And you know how it is with timing, right? Right. Now, the way the vaccine is rolling out, it really does look like June 2021 may be the time it starts to get better. But hey, that's too late for January 2021. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so there we were. And one of the reasons I chose the hotel that we're working with, which is the Double Tree Hotel and Executive Center in Palm Beach Gardens is they are really, really good about this kind of thing. I okay. called them up. I was like, you know, so what are we going to do? And they said, if you want to push it back for a year, just push it back. We'll set a new date for 2022 and everything is fine. Okay, great. That's wonderful. So then what do we do? Do we just say, okay, no StarCon in 2021. We've done all this work to build energy and we just cancel for a year. Heck no. Right. <laughs> Absolutely not. So then we begin the pivot to the online environment. And here's the gift. Now that we have our online platform, which is Accelevance, and, and they've been very good to work with so far. They're really robust. We can do some really fun things. They're fantastic. They're going to, right? <laughs> They're going to be with us forever. So in 2022 and going forward, every in-person conference we do will be hybrid, will be online. So if you want to be part of the conference and you can't get on an airplane, you can't make it for whatever reason, you know, we'll come to you virtually. And so I think this will be the only time, hopefully, that we are only all online. Right. But now we're going to have those skills and we'll be able to roll that in. So by 2022, we are good to go as a hybrid conference. That's so great. And the other piece of it that's so cool is how everyone, like there'll be three things going on at one time, right? Three, right. three workshops going on at one time, but you don't actually have to choose, right? Well, that is so important, Amy. Thank you for mentioning that because when we started this, I talked to everybody about different conferences, right? And mm -hmm. there's two schools of thought. One is there's one track and everyone is together and we all study the same thing at the same time. Right. Some people love that and some people complain because they wanted a choice. And then there are the conferences where you have two, three, four tracks and everyone complains because everything I wanted to do was at the same time and I had to choose. So with the recording, and this will be true in person as well, go to the one you most want to go to and watch the other ones in the month that follows because everything will be available to every conference attendee for a whole month. 
And then, you know, the other thing, when you say, why this, why now? You know, I really believe however you see higher power, higher power inspires us to do things and doesn't usually tell us why. (laughs) So why did we think that January 2021 would be the thing? You know, as I said, we planned it to be after the election. That was the whole thing. Well, as it turns out, the world needs this right now, now more than ever. Absolutely. And, you know, yes, COVID is being solved, but it's not going to be solved by January. And we need to gather and we need to be inspired and we need this information. We need our community. We need to build our community and to grow our community now more than ever. So now I will say that the reason in 2019, 2018, whenever it was that this idea first came to us to actually do it, that the reason it was is that we were being prepared so that we could offer this amazing thing at a time when people needed it the most. Yes, I absolutely think that's true. I I, I couldn't agree with you more. And and the way that you're offering it too, um, with various levels of accessibility for various amounts of conference is amazing because, uh, you know, Someone can do $5 and pick, what is it, eight workshops to go to? Yes, there are eight workshops that are in the public track. And these are not slouchy workshops. We've got Rose Robinson. We've got Marion Kirk. We've got Beverly Frabel. Uh, These are are good presenters. Yes, they are. (laughs) And in one of them is in Spanish. We've got Maria Salazar, who will be presenting in English on a different track on Sunday, on Saturday, she's presenting her presentation on the public track in Spanish. Which I think is just wonderful. So basically you pay $5 and you've got four classes a day that you have access to. Now, people who take the full conference can also attend those classes. Uh, So they're just one of the tracks. You, You will be choosing uh, except for the two main headliners who are Benabel Wen and Mary Greer. I have not scheduled anything in opposition with either of them because who would I do that to? Well, and everybody <laughs> wants to go there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. Uh, but other than that, there will always be two, three, or four things to choose from. Yeah. And one of them is the public track. And then there's tracks one, two, and three, both on Saturday and Sunday. I just today am working on adding that third track. By the time this drops and people are listening to it, the third track will be up and available for people to see. Yes. When you talk about robust, you are not kidding because you are adding things, you know, as someone in the constellation behind the scenes, watching things be added, it's just, it's amazing. And, and it truly is a collection of, uh, I, I think, probably more presenters from around the world than would be than would have been possible. You know, I mean, it's really, really an amazing uh, time. And there's this one other really important thing going on called Operational Tarot. And I, I know from having been your student and you being my mentor and working with you and taking classes with you for how many ever years it's been now, I don't know. Um, I know that even 15 minutes of time with you can be very enlightening. 
And Friday is operational tarot. And it's basically come and spend the whole day with Christiana Gaudet. And uh, I, I, I really want people to know what they can expect um, in that day because uh, I, I cannot imagine uh, how much you will probably pack into that day. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And, you know, my reasons for doing that were, were a couple. Number one, of course, I want to teach. I love to teach. But I didn't want to teach during the actual conference because I want to be there to support because I'm also the host. Right. I want to be there to support the presenters, to support the attendees, the vendors, to make sure everything is running the way it needs to run. So I can't present at my own conference. What's up with that? Yeah. No, we're not doing that. So (laughs) the idea then was to do this at the beginning. When I can really put my energy into it, it's going to run from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. There is a break for lunch, but in the ticket price, uh, we're giving, we were going to have lunch together, right? We were just, you know, the ticket price was lunch. So how do you put that online? Okay, Uber Eats. (laughs) I love it. an Uber Eats voucher. So we're going to eat lunch together. And I've divided it, if you, if you go online and, and look, I've divided it into basically four classes within the day. Right. But there's going to be a lot of overlap, of course, between each class. Here's my thinking. Here's my thinking. Um, we talk a lot about tarot and what this card means and what these cards could mean together and what the suits are and what the major arcana is and all of that and the different spreads. We talk about that. But we also know if you're a reader, a person who reads for others, as you are, as I am, we know that the way the cards actually behave and the things that happen in a tarot reading are way beyond anything you're ever going to read in a book, anything that you would normally be taught in a class. Mm -hmm. And for years and years, I have wanted this opportunity to have a day-long class. I've never done this before, and I'm so excited about it, where we can really do some exercises and have some conversations and do some actual readings and really look at how the cards behave and look at how we deliver that, because that's the other piece. The cards can be doing somersaults on the table, but if you don't deliver that, in a way that your client can hear it, then you haven't done your job. Right. So we're going to take every phase of a professional reading. Now, you don't have to be a professional reader to take this day, but it's really for people who read for others, whether casually or professionally, or for people who want to read for others, whether sure. casually or professionally. We're going to start in the morning with the spiritual stuff, the setting of intentions for reading, the creating sacred space and how we do that. And throughout the day, we're going to move through every aspect of working with the reading, the spiritual part, the intellectual part, the intuitive part, the communication part, and how we do that. And that's not to say that the people in this class don't already have skills. Right. I'm not saying that their skills aren't good. But to add to that, you know, the more skills you have in your toolbox, the better you're going to do with each and every reading. And so this is it is my goal to 
help each reader become the very best reader that they can be. And that's what we're doing. And that's why I called it Operational Tarot. It's all about how you operate tarot and how tarot operates with you. And that's what we're going to do that day. That is fantastic. It's interesting too, because it's like, um, you know, every profession when I was in nursing school or, you know, lawyers or doctors or any you know professions have continuing education units that you have to do, right? Like you actually have to do a certain amount, like teachers, whatever, you have to do them in order to maintain your certification. And thankfully we don't have all of that, um, rigid structure of, of things because that would not be very awesome. But, uh, (laughs) but the encouragement to step into a place of just being open to honing skills at whatever level that you're, that you are is, is such a, and I, and I know personally from, uh, not only my own experience with you, but from talking with other people who have learned from you about how really you are able to meet with a whole group of people at all different levels of ability and experience and teach in a way that really reaches into each one of those people and and, and is reachable, applicable, and digestible for every, every level of, of person, because you, in my opinion, are one of the best teachers I've known. Uh, so I, I encourage everyone to do that day because, uh, you won't be sorry that you did. And if someone wanted to do that day and they didn't want to do the rest of the con, I can't imagine why you would, but go ahead. Um, <laughs> but someone could just come and take just that day with you, right? They can. Yes. We have people already who have just signed up for operational tarot, maybe they can only get one day and that's the day they want. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, so yeah, that, is there anything else that you want to share, um, while, while, uh, while you're the interviewee for a few minutes? (laughs) I feel pretty complete. I'm just so excited. I I'm so grateful, uh, for the connection that you and I have, Amy, because you, you know, we've been friends for a while. And as you say, we've worked together in numerous ways. And uh, what you and Ryan have brought to this conference already is is just so appreciated. Uh, without you, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. So thank you so much for that. And I just want to let everyone know. Of course, uh, we're having uh, we're having this conversation in December, but this is going to be available uh, right at the end of 2020. And the beginning of 2021. And, you know, 2020 has been a heck of a year, hasn't it? In so many different ways. But we got through it. We're here. And 2021 is going to be better. We know that. Yeah. And there is no better way to start it than with StarCon. Mm -hmm. And so now is the time to make your plan, mark your calendars, get your tickets, go to the website see what we got going on. We are so excited to welcome people to this conference and to the StarCon family. Absolutely. And if people have questions or if they have concerns or any of those types of things, please, please reach out to us because we really do want to help you access and connect with whatever portion of StarCon 
uh, you that you would like to. We we really are here to to help. Sure. So thank you for that, Amy. Do you happen to have a tarot deck there? Of course you do. Girl, you know I do. (laughs) (laughs) You know how I like to end. If you don't mind, yes, you're already shuffling. There you go. So we're each going to pull a card for StarCon. Give us some information about StarCon. Uh, We'll each pull a card. You can let me know whether you want to go first or second. Um, And let's see what comes up today about StarCon Online 2021. So I've got my card already. All right, you go. (laughs) Okay. I'm working with Spiral Tarot and I have the Ace of Swords. And I take this as a sign from the universe that we were right to go virtual Mm -hmm. and that the gods of tech will be with us. Oh, yes. (laughs) And that the information that is going to be taught and received will be of the best quality, that the integrity of the conference, of the attendees, of the presenters will be above reproach, and that this will be a wonderful time for us to either come to the center of what is true for us or begin our journey of learning that this is going to be all about welcoming that air energy, which is knowledge, which is integrity, which is technology, which is truth. And we are here to celebrate and figure out what is true. I love that. So to piggyback on that, I got swords too. Okay. Uh oh, <laughs> That's not always a good thing. Oh, look at that. Oh, but it is today. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So this is the thing. So I read reversals. So if this had come up uh, upside, right side up. Okay, so for the people who are listening, the nine of swords reversed. Oh, oh yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> Producers should have known that. Hello. Um, <laughs> you got me. So the nine of swords uh, reversed. So if we, if we were upright, I'd be, I might be a little concerned and I might, I might be like, okay, we might have some, some issues. The fact that this came up reverse, I'm like, man, StarCon is your Xanax, friends. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because of all of the things, of all of these nine things of thinking this and thinking that and thinking the other and all of the ways that we've had to think and it's driven us, you know, ah, high wire in the brain, right? And the anxiety of that and everything that um, StarCon is going to be a place where where because of the connection, because of the mental exercise that it is to meet together, because of the communication with each other, because of the connectivity with one another, it's going to be like a balm, right? And is going to be the balm. It's going to be the bomb. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, so this this uh, this tells me that. And if you're riding the fence about whether or not you should participate, um, this would be the indicator that uh, that that it will be uh, helpful in in your life and in your world and will bring about, I think, a sense of uh peace and serenity and inspiration to replace some of the muddy mind that we all have uh, 
had at times. Amy Mauser, thank you so much for being my guest here and being our producer. And we will look forward to seeing you at StarCon. Thank you so much, Christiana. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us for StarCast. For more information about our annual conference, visit us online at StarCon.com. That's S-T-A-A-R-C-O-N.com. We are looking forward to seeing you in January.